Mr. Willie Nugget's got a song for us he wants to open our show with here. Yeah, is that, that's Willie Nugget. You know who that is, right? Mr. Uh, Willie yes, Nugget. Yes, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, Grandma got me over my reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve well, you can say there's no such thing as Santa. I think he's pretty good. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Those are the words you'd reduce. <laughs> well, she has been uh, drinking too much eggnog. He's in Nashville. And we begged oh, her not to go. A lot. Yeah. But she forgot her medication. And she staggered out the door into the snow. And when we found her Christmas morning. Yeah, she's good. At the scene of the attack. It's almost like a dateline. She had her <laughs> prints on her forehead <laughs> and incriminating claws marks on her bag. Yeah. True crime. Old Grandma crime. got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. Well, you can say there's no such thing as Santa. It's good. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe... That'll make you a believer. We're all so proud of Grandpa. He's been taking this so well. Poor guy. Lost his wife. See him in there watching football. From a reindeer. From reindeer. Drinking pop and playing cards with Cousin Mel. And the elusive Santa Claus. Yeah. It's not Christmas without Grandma. All the family's dressed in black. And we just can't help but wonder... Shoot me, open up her gifts or send them back. Open them. Her so, grandma yeah. got run over by you a reindeer. I, I want to see what she got. Walking <laughs> home from our house Christmas Eve. Well, you can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. This is a huge mystery right here, really. Now the goose is on the table. Who eats a goose at Christmas anymore? Okay. And the pudding made of fig. Fig pudding. And the blue and silver candles. Who that would just have matched Christmas? the hair on Grandma's wig. If you're Jewish, Hanukkah. I've warned okay. all my friends and neighbors. Maybe they're redneck Hanukkah people. Better watch out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They should never give a license. To a man in a sleigh and plays with elves. Hey, come on now. Grandma yeah. got run over by Everybody a reindeer. Everybody's by a reindeer. <laughs> Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Oh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Reindeer. Walking home from our house this Christmas Eve. familiar. Uh, he's known you can say pretty big around no Nashville. Santa. <laughs> but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Hey, thank you very much. Uh-uh. That was uh, Willie Nugget. Willie Nugget. You have found us. More podcast. Where we want you to know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. Now.
Mm. Don't choke on it. All right, here we are. We got uh, my coffee on my veins. Welcome to this week's podcast. Do you wonder why you take the time each week to listen to more podcasts? I'll tell you why. More stands for maximizing opportunities for right now and eternity. Stop asking why you listen. Just never forget to listen and pass it on, which we have been. And, you know, we just got a major, like, really cool award from uh, BeanPod, which is our, our hosting company. And they said, congratulations on 5,000 listeners or 5,000 oh, download. downloads. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. We're, we're 5,000 people have downloaded this crazy. Yeah. Or... Or ten people, or ten people. Yeah, downloaded it four thousand times. That's right. Either way you look at it, it's an accomplishment, and uh, we feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're we're pretty top oh, notch now. Give a little hand clap. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Well, the, this episode has been brought to you by ABC's Shark Tank show, The Toilet Timer. Are you a one bathroom home with a full household? Well, don't you think it's time to send dad a message? Countless wives rave that this timer has revolutionized their bathroom availability. The typical dad 10-minute occupation, which actually turns into 45 minutes because of mobile device usage, can be drastically lessened. Let dad know that YouTube can be watched in the living room and not just on the ivory throne. The toilet timer. Find it on Amazon today. That, yeah, that's a good gift, actually. I know a, a few people that can yeah. really you know use what was that. Really funny. What <laughs> you started to say household, but then you said house load. Yes, house lo- yeah, I caught that. <laughs> it too. was a it was a slip up in the brain. Yeah, there. yeah household. Yeah. Hopefully they still pay us for that ad. House I mean, I'm, load yeah. makes a lot of sense too. <laughs> if <laughs> if I if I make a mistake, I hope they still pay us. Anyways, I think the audience for this is men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. just you think saying. So? There's a uh, lot of women. For sure. Most of the no. women that call in for the Bible trivia are all women. Yeah, but this is that, not for <laughs> women. That, yep. You think this is this for is men? This is for the audience of men. Well, it is says in the article that or the ad, this is for dads. So it's a it's a it's a gift that your wife will buy you, probably put in your stocking, but it's it's worth so it. So nice. So the typical ten minute occupation, which actually turns into forty five minutes because of watching football and YouTube videos, you know. Well, the only man that can peel an onion without crying while simultaneously teaching a cat to bark and knitting and knitting an ugly Christmas sweater, Pastor Gary. Hey, all right, thank you. And sitting across from me right now from the table with the man with all the knobs and the talent, the man who uh, disputed the order of the ABCs, Pastor Alex <laughs> Norton. <laughs> uh, how many letters are there? 20, 20, 21, 24, 22. I don't even know. I don't know. I, I didn't Not do very important. well in English. I didn't do. Clearly. There's, uh, there's a reason why my English teacher wanted to quit teaching. Um, <clears throat> so the only woman who can make a phone call with a banana, cook a three-course meal using just a flashlight, and convince squirrels to line dance in perfect unison, Pastor Amen Arden. Wow, thank you. Yeah, you like that? I do. <laughs> um, well, let's see. We got... Uh, we do have some tweets here. Let me get okay, so that's going to be yeah, annoying that's all my, day. I got to drink my coffee. I'm going to do. Uh, we got some tweets that came in while we we're uh, ramping up here. Uh, Heavenly Humor wrote, Mary, uh, Mary saying this, Joseph, did you bring the baby wipes? Joseph said, no, I thought you packed them. Looks like the original diaper change was a miracle. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Heavenly Humor, thank you for that one. I like dad jokes. That's probably from a dad. Uh, podcast procrast. Uh, the more podcast always makes me feel like I should be doing more with my life, but here I am binge listening to it in my pajamas. 
podcast procast. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, you know, sometimes if you feel comfortable listening to the podcast, then, you know, it should be doing it in the environment uh -huh. that's most comfortable for you. Okay. Right? Not everybody listens to us in their in their offices or while they're working. I found out last week that a lot of people listen to us while they're working out. Oh. Like they're in the gym or something. We listen to it in the car. We listen to it in the car when we're driving back. Yeah. But I, uh, I caught Lisa Kay. She listens to it in the kitchen, of course, and I caught her giggling the other day. And you're like, what? I'm like, wow, Pastor Alex is funny. <laughs> some days, some days. <laughs> uh, Spiritual Survivor writes, uh, I've been listening to the more podcast for a while now, and I've learned that the key to enlightenment is pressing play again and again and again. Mm. Mm. That's deep. That is deep. Okay. So basically what you're saying is they don't get it the first time. It's like, okay, let's do it again <laughs> to make sure that we actually said what we said we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have to rewind and I'm like, really? Did you really say that out loud <laughs> Did on I the hear podcast? That? Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's fun. Well, uh, we've got to talk about Detroit Lions again. Uh, Detroit, here we are. Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions bounced back and took a step toward ending a six-season playoff drought. That's a, they deserve a hand clap. Yay. Good job. Okay. We're only one game away from playoff. Uh, Goff matched a career high with five touchdown passes, three to rookie tight end. Sam Laporta, who was really good. Although Raymond did do an amazing touchdown where he jumped over the guy and flipped in the air and landed in the end zone. He flipped in the air? He flipped in the air. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And he stuck the landing? And he stuck the landing, yeah. It was pretty cool. On his back, but he... That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he, he like flipped over the guy and then he landed on his back. Yeah. So he stuck the landing in a sense in the end zone there. Yeah. Okay. He Not landed it with his feet. That would have been Oh, okay. Coleman each? Yeah, that's a Coleman Ooh, that's a good word. Yeah. That's, I like that. That's from the 70s Olympics, but not yet. Coleman each. Oh, so you can... So, Got it. So if I hit black ice and I land in my feet without falling, that's Coleman Coleman each. Good right. job. You did a Coleman each. All right. But you did not do a Coleman each, and you <laughs> no. do not typically do no. Coleman uh, each. <laughs> I do the other thing. I do the Raymond. I fall on my back. Um... So Detroit routed the Denver Broncos 42-17 to on Saturday night. Uh, Goff was stated in a press conference, our superpower is how we respond as a team. The NFC North-leading Lions now have a 10-4 to record, could clinch a spot in the postseason for the first time since the 2016 season if other results go their way. Uh, the rest of week 15, uh, the simplest scenario would be a loss or a tie by Seattle to Philadelphia on Monday night. And we have it in. It just came in through the, the news just now. Unfortunately, Seahawks were able to pull off a win against the Eagles now in a three-game drought, uh, which was astonishing to me that the Eagles did lost to the Seahawks. Literally. I mean. I'm astonished. It's like when we <laughs> lost to the Bears. I mean. Yeah. Uh, if Detroit wins a division title, it will be the first time since 1993. Also giving us home field advantage. The Lions have only one playoff victory since the franchise won the NFL title. And ready for this? 1957. I wasn't even born yet. 1957. Huh. So we, we're seeing history made. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think God definitely looks out for me because I always said I wanted to see the Cubs win a World Series. Yep. Done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm believing. I'm praying. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm putting that on my 21 days of fasting list mm -hmm. but i definitely want to see the lions get as far as i can you heard about you heard about the curse so to speak right yeah 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 okay did we talk about that before yeah the okay. lions yeah okay i think i mean world peace isn't on your list it's no it's the lions <laughs> <laughs> i 
Okay. I don't really just care. I don't really care about that right now. I want all to see the, the Lions be- All the beauty queens want world peace, so. That's what they always say, right? Okay. Every just every checking. year they're like, I want world Making peace. Making sure even I know, know what where your standards were. Do you remember that one contestant where she's going through it and she didn't even know the place she was talking about? Yeah, that's viral. Yeah. I would be so embarrassed. You need to go back to school. Yeah, that Seriously. was that was really awful, actually. It was about education in the United States, and she talked about um, Iran and so forth. She kept saying so forth and therefore. Yeah. She did a lot of so forths and therefores in mm-hmm. Iran and like. <laughs> That'll always include. Different countries. Yeah, Yeah, therefore and so forth. Yeah, it was really, it was bad. Yeah, even I remember the the guy that was uh, interviewing her didn't even know what to say after that. He's like, (laughs) he's just grinning. He's He's like, like, uh, and and the time's up. Yeah, (laughs) kind of like a Kamala. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, talking circles. How? Yeah, Yeah. it was it was such a. I love hearing people ask her the like deep questions, and somehow she turns it into a, a five minute. I don't know what the heck she just said. Right. Yeah. yeah she just true. repeats and goes around in circles. A few yeah. Times. Or it could be like uh, well, our so wonderful leader, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> therefore. And then, oh, well, uh, here I am. I'm standing here. Be your president. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I just did it live on air. Uh, let's take an ID break. As a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black beard. More podcasts would like to wish you a Merry Christmas from Pastor Gary, Pastor Alex, and all of our friends and hosts. All right, so we got some more tweets that came in. <laughs> We're going back to 1940s radio right now. It's so funny watching you do that because uh, <laughs> every time we have a guest in there, they're looking at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just pulling it hot off the press, you know, it comes we in through the fax. We, we have an expensive budget here. We got a fax machine up here in if the studio. If we had two coconuts, we could have horses run through the studio. You just wait, we're going to do an all 40s segment. with all. <laughs> Please find a reason to use coconuts. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, so laughing listener wrote in, tried the more podcast workout plan. After 10 minutes, I realized I'd done more laughing than exercising. Where are my abs of more laughter? Oh, I think I'd want to know that too. That's funny. Uh, listening to Mike Britton on the more podcast, you know, he's been hosting with us for a while with pastor Alex, pastor Gary. It's like watching a superhero navigate through a world of world of wisdom and wit. Mike, your ability to thrive in this trio is truly impressive. Yeah, he does pretty good. He does pretty (laughs) good. That's good. Uh, Pastor Gary from the More Podcast is like the Chuck Norris of inspiration. Ooh, oh, this is good. Ooh, man. He can make <laughs> you laugh and motivate you at the same time. Um, they said, Gary, keep the laughs coming, and thanks for being a beacon of positivity in our lives. Positivity. Positivity. <laughs> so you are now the Chuck Norris, man. Wow. Somebody's, whoa, you just got elevated. That's, Maybe. that's true. Is that because you're hunting? and I guess. Probably. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Chuck Norris. I should just start looking up some of those Chuck Norris jokes man yeah oh, like i'm good apparently i'm jackie chan oh you are you are i don't know oh, okay i'm just saying these <laughs> who, chuck norris who has refer- who has said that <laughs> oh, about they you they say it to me all the time when i come into the church they're like hey jackie chan's here the white jackie well, chan. when i picture jackie chan he like moves quick nimble 
jumps what? all over the place. I do. You just don't notice Rolls it. Rolls and does turns oh, and stuff. I mean, man. I'm, I'm missing it here. Oh, I do. I do it so fast you don't even see it. Okay. I do it so fast. Let's take an ID break. There's more to say. Get your feet moving. Get up from your office desk and start jiggling it. Yes, let's do this. You're on the more podcast. We'll be right back. Sounds like a Pakistani like workout person, doesn't it? Huh. Like he's like if you're gonna watch a video on Pakistan or India, that's what the guy would sound like. Oh, I felt very Miami. Oh, you think it was Miami? I don't know. Maybe you're closer. <laughs> I just, it sounds like a lot of phone calls I get at night from people. <laughs> okay. They call me. You want to buy a new car insurance? No, I don't. You need uh, life insurance? No, I don't. Oh, I've sort of got enough out on me. Okay. So the best Christmas movies for Christian families this year, we've got a list of them that I think would be helpful for families. Because, you know, I think it's interesting that if you go on like Hulu or Netflix, you got all these Christmas movies and you don't know what to watch. You don't know what's good for a Christian home. And so I, I got a list of the best Christian uh, movies that are out there brought out, brought to you by Pure Flix. Uh, and so they got a list of five movies. Well, that this I think is like are, a real list. This is a real list. Yeah. A real. We'll see. <laughs> it's not a fake list. This is from Pure Flix. Okay. So they say these are, these are the ones, you know, cause if you, I don't know, it's not Pure Flix, but it used to be this, this thing you could buy and you let you download a video to it and it would take out all the bad stuff and then, then you could watch the movie. Well, the problem is most movies you'd put through there, you'd, you end up with like 10 minutes of actual footage. You have no idea what the movie's about. So Pure Flix does that for you better. All right, let's hear so it. So a lot of them are good. Okay, so here's uh, the first movie they say that should be on a Christian family's home watch list for Christmas. It's A Wonderful Life. That yeah, is what do you think? such a depressing movie. Really? Let me just say. <laughs> it is depressing. Why, why is it depressing? I made you turn it off the other day. It was so depressing. Were you crying and everything? No, it's just like, it's kind of a Debbie Downer. Um, Amy, sometimes life happens like that. So, you I'm know, just it's saying it is a little depressing. It's an okay movie, but it's depressing. Oh my gosh. Carry on. Well, do you, which one do you like? The, the black and white or the color? They have a color one? Mm -hmm. They colorized it, yeah. I mean, I'd rather see it in color. Really? I like the black and white. I like watching black and white movies sometimes. Well, this Christmas movie carries the timeless message that every individual's life, no matter how daunting the struggle may seem, has profound significance and the potential to touch many others. That's the true meaning of that movie. Now you want to watch it again, don't you? Mm, not really. Okay. All right. It's not one of my favorites, and it was really depressive the other day when we were watching it. Yeah. Do like, you watch that sad. one, Pastor Gary? I mean, no, you know, okay. <laughs> it, that was a very fast. She's like, no, I'm not head. watching no. that. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the second one. Uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. You guys watch that one? I've only seen the end scene with the Linus and the blanket. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, oh. I grew up watching that as a yeah, kid Yeah, it's like on, on TV. TV all the time. But... Yeah, my nephew saw that for the first time. Yeah. And because of all the commercials that used to be in it, it's literally like 15 or 20 minutes long. And so the kids sat down to like watch a movie and it was done in like 15, oh, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And the thing is, is like my so sister was like, why? This is the dumbest. <laughs> like, this is such a dumb cartoon. And then one of my nephews was like, why is there a cloud following the kid? <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't understand it at all. And she was like, well, they call him Pigpen. And he's like, why would they call him Pigpen? That's, that was in the day you could say those kind of things and not get turned off. It yeah. really didn't compute like... Pigpen. <laughs> it doesn't compute now. That, well, that, is, was, that is an, a way to watch a movie is to go yeah. back and re-watch something super old and be like, oh my gosh, you can't say that today. You yeah. Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah. Can't yeah. do any of that. Well, my my family always used to use pig pen as a way to tell you that you don't want to be like that. You don't want to be dirty and smelly like pig pen. Right. That was always the thing. But in the Christmas movie, it didn't compute. And Smith was just like, <laughs> I, like why is that cloud following? Uh, <laughs> we don't want to know. Well, uh, a Charlie Brown's Christmas, it beautifully showcases the true spirit of Christmas through the eyes of Charlie Brown and his friends as they search for meaning amidst the commercialism of the season. And let's just say this to the teacher who couldn't ever talk like, wah, 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 yeah. wah, wah. right. <laughs> well, give her a voice. You got, yeah. You, you understand that part, right? No. It's, it's because yeah. this is kid world. Adult yeah. language doesn't translate. Doesn't translate. Oh, I get yeah. it. I get it. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I never a, got that before. Realm. Adult, right. adult world is a different realm. I just right. thought that that teacher should have been fired. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> come on, lady. You need to learn how to learn talk how better. Learn how to talk English. Yeah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right. The next one is the nativity story. Have you guys seen this one? Oh, like the... the yeah. It's like a newer uh-huh. movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it just focuses on the nativity story from Mary and Joseph, yeah. start the whole, yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, with a focus on historical authenticity and emotional depth, this film is celebrated for bringing the cherished biblical story to vivid life, providing inspiration for faith during the Christmas season. Yeah, I agree. That's so, they, nice yeah, one. they totally focus on that. So, I think that'd be a good one. Um, I've watched part of it, not all of it. I, you probably watched it with Carson, probably. Yeah. Oh, yes, I watched that. That was during my Grinch, my Grinch era. Probably. Yeah. Because I'm no longer, I've been reformed. This year. Right. That was another <laughs> thing, you it's know. It's been many years of the Grinch. <laughs> I should have said that about free life, is that I, I went from being a Grinch to having my heart two sizes too big. Mm. That's good. Yeah, because of free life. Nice. All right. Uh, the next one is The Star. This is more oh, of a kid's movie. I haven't movie. actually yeah. seen that, but it's the cartoon. It's a very good Christian so star, uh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an animated film that provides a fresh perspective on the nativity story. Uh, this obviously is not historically accurate, but featuring a brave little donkey and his animal friends, they embark on an adventurous journey that leads them to become unsung heroes of the first Christmas. Mm-hmm. Not exactly sure what they did. It, it was very popular when it came out. Was it? Mm-hmm. Very. Like, what did they do? I mean, I mean, I mean what did they, they follow the star. How were they, they heroes? Go and see the star. Now we've got to watch it to find out what kind of heroes they were and what they did. I can't do cartoons anymore. You've got to. Until grandkids. you got to start working on it. All right, the last one. The last one is the Polar Express. Nope. Veto. You can't veto these. These This is by a Christian. Okay, let me just tell you. Yeah. Now this year, I didn't watch it yet this year, but that is seriously a weird movie. It is. Have you seen it? Oh my goodness, that's a weird movie. Oh my garland. You don't sound like you Oh my seen. garland. Oh my garland. That is a weird, weird movie. I'm telling you. I think it's like a dream and yeah. stuff. And like, and let me tell you, it's way too long for kids. No kid wants to sit through that movie. That movie's like two and a half hours long or well, something. Well, you're just shooting this one down. Sitting on a train. Poor family. Weird wanna people watch on this. top of the train doing weird stuff. <laughs> and like they're keep punching their tickets all weird. And the whole thing is it's weird. A, it's a dream. You know, my sister and I were just talking about that the other day, and we were like, "That is a weird movie." Well, let me let me help the people at home to decide. Mm. It's an animated Christmas adventure that captures the essence of childhood wonder and imagination. 
I don't know about that. On Christmas Eve, a young boy boards a magical train bound for the North Pole, embarking on a journey that explores bravery, friendship, and the spirit of Christmas. I don't know that he ever gets to the North Pole because I've fallen asleep every time. I don't know how any kid makes it through that. Yeah, he they you make it to the North Pole because of the lights and everything, and he gets off. It yeah. is a snooze You're like, fest. <laughs> I'm telling you, snooze fest movie. Don't get it. Don't that's watch the, it. That's the way it is with every movie. We tried to watch a movie last night, and here's Amy. <laughs> Amy, did you? And I start throwing out weird facts. This is what I do now. I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see that guy's green pants? It's so weird. And she's like, yeah, I said, I did. no, he yeah. doesn't have green pants. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally lying in your dreams. Oh, let's take a ID break. We're right back. We want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. More podcasts. and Pastor Alex Norton as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. It's a song that didn't want to stop playing. It just kept going. It's like the band's like, oh, it wants back up there. All right. We're going for it. Encore. Encore. Get them up there. Well, here on Rapture Radio News, i got an interesting thing that just happened uh, this week. Uh, Pope Francis uh, has granted his formal approval for something very interesting, allowing Catholic priests to bless same-sex couples so long as they do not appear to endorse their marriage, marking the church's most permissive decree yet on the issue of same-sex couples. Uh, The declaration published Monday in a new document titled Fiducia Supplicans on the Pastoral Meaning of Blessings, marks a major departure for the Vatican, which only two years ago had said God cannot bless sin in a controversial 2021 decision about same-sex couples. Well, Monday, he reverted, he actually changed the whole edict and approved it. Um, still, the Vatican uh, stressed the marriage remains exclusively between a man and a woman, and any priest granting a blessing to a same-sex couple must avoid any form of confusion or scandal that could suggest otherwise. Well, I just don't know how you're going to do that. Uh, Francis 87 has made liberalization uh, uh, toward LGBTQ Catholics a hallmark of his papacy. Uh, since he became Pope in 2013, he has urged the decriminalization of homosexuality. When asked in 2013 about gay priests, he famously replied, if someone is gay and he searches for the Lord and has goodwill, who am I to judge? Well, so Monday he changed it all. Uh, the declaration recognized a deep desire in many Catholic same-sex couples for God's presence in their loving relationship. Martin wrote on the social media site X, formerly known as Twitter, in short, yesterday as a priest, I was forbidden to bless same-sex couples at all. Today, with some limitations, I can. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yay! Yay, America! Wow. Yay, Catholic Church. Yeah. I'm a a little (laughs) speechless. There's got to be some Catholics that are a little bit. I'm a little speechless on all of that. I know. It's like one minute in 2021, he's obviously totally opposed to it. Because we have it, actually, him saying that he is, and then now he changes it. I mean, really, that's a fine line between between saying, "Okay, you're married, and we're going to recognize you as a an, uh, legitimate couple," 
I mean, what's the difference? Huh. They're still blessing both of the relationships. I don't know. What do you think? I'm a little confused. I mean, like, where do you go? Where do you go with this one? I mean, it's like all these Catholics that have been, I mean, there's actual groups within the Catholic church that are against this kind of stuff happening. And now the Pope, the head of all the Catholic churches just said, Hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What do you think? Pastor Gary? Um, that sounds like a lie from the enemy. And, um, you know, the whole idea that the Pope, what he says is divine and, how can it change in a couple of months? Go completely. That doesn't seem right. I don't think he's listening to the same same God that he was listening to in 2021. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's not like a really huge uproar over this, and it seems a little quiet. Well, they, the one article I read that was attached to this is they're saying they're having a lot of problems with uh, Catholic priests that are coming out saying that they're gay and that they had to basically stay in the closet with the whole thing because they didn't want to lose their their uh, clergy connection. Oh, you know why it's quiet and why there's not a big deal about it? Because there was probably a big deal about it in 2021 when he came out and said the opposite, right? Yeah, probably. So that was probably the big ugly and the hate and all of that. Now that it's the other way around, it's it's good. It's it's appropriate now for them yeah. to, well, to maybe, act this way. And maybe stuff. we're going to see a rainbow flag hanging from Catholic churches next to the Keys of the Kingdom flag from the Vatican. That'd be fun. Wow, that is just, I mean, these are people that are really against abortion, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stand that they take against abortion is very, very uh, strong. Right. This, it's, it's, this is very surprising. Okay, so my thing is, if they're going to start changing this stuff, who's to say they're going to start coming up with a different edict on what abortion is slippery slope yeah that's what it seems like I, to me and also when it starts from the top down like that and it's not coming from the bottom and going up yeah Ooh, this it's dangerous this is well, dangerous you might this is called the slippery cliff yeah oh yeah yeah it's not even a slope no we might have a lot of catholics showing up to church <laughs> going like we're, we're done with this man we're out of here we're gonna go somewhere else where they don't believe that how well, I guess we need to keep uh, praying for our Catholic brothers and sisters as they're now in this new onslaught of change. Uh, I can't imagine that a lot of Catholics are for this, at least the ones I know personally are not for this. Actually, they stand against a lot of this stuff. So this is going to be a gut punch for them as they uh, have to hear the edict from their own priests talking about this. And I'm sure it's also going to be a whole you know, domino effect of priests coming out saying, hey, you know, I'm gay and I, now I'm going to come out of the closet. What a, what a great tool of the devil mm-hmm. to continuously split and divide mm-hmm. yeah. the, the church again, right? So here's another really large faction in it. And, yeah. and, you know, a great tool to get in there and divide it up and, and take our Christianity and just... Make it, yeah, make it less and less powerful to the point where we have no voice anymore or the voice that we have is silent mm-hmm. because we you know we've got so many issues going on wow. yeah i mean that's what better way i mean if you think of this militarily i wish we had bucci in here because you know what better way to do that is to begin to propagandize you know your own context and scriptures and you know Oof. basically making what was holy not unholy um you know just you just keep picking away at the foundation to the point where nobody really knows where we stand anymore i mean it just seems like this is a good start because if they do it, you know other church denominations are going to be like, hey, 
Catholic Church does this, you know, and they're bigger than most of us. There's like what two billion Catholics in the world, so yeah, why not? Let's let's do this, you know. So I don't know. Be praying about it. I, I'll tell you right now, it's not happening here, Harbor Light, right? Correct. I think you agree with me. Yeah. Correct. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not we're not putting on a new edict from uh, Pope Pastor Gary, nope. uh, changing anything. <laughs> we're we're committed to what we believe. Nada. Yeah. So uh, interesting. I just thought I'd I would share that with you because it just came out this week and in, it's just starting to hit the news, but it's not really making a lot of treadway. It seems like people are kind of like tucking it under, tucking it away so we don't talk about it too much, but there you go. Well, let's take an ID break and we'll come back with Harbor Light Bible Trivia. More podcasts where curiosity meets insight. Tune in, delve deeper, and discover more. It's your mind. Yeah. Did you, do you know where this is an homage to? Yes, we know. Who is it? The captain. The captain from KHQ. Many, many days coming to uh, school here. Really, I listen to the captain in the morning. Wow. That makes your pastor <sighs> super proud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listening to KHQ instead of. <laughs> we didn't have podcasts and we didn't, we didn't really have any good Christian radio stations at that time either. Right. right. I mean, uh, we had uh, uh, uh Gaither trio <laughs> station. I remember when I was yeah. a youth pastor, we actually had a, like a little mini prayer vigil from the young people to pray in a Christian mm. yeah. radio station. So when it came about i was a pretty happy man we didn't care what it was they played twilight paris like 24 7 but it's right. better than anything yeah. else you know yep i went to a twilight paris concert i'm just gonna put that out there oh yeah <laughs> yeah well, i did okay we'd be praying for you <laughs> did yeah. sandy patty open up for her? no i actually <laughs> think she was by herself she was really new sandy <laughs> no oh, yeah was. i remember sandy patty the opening band was dirty bun go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah She's no longer, I don't think she's doing anything anymore, right? I have no idea. She gave it up. <laughs> what was the name of that band? Dirty Bun. <laughs> yeah. It was a very well-known Christian band at that point. <clears throat> and then you had Petrified. <laughs> I've been waiting for centuries to end <laughs> that, that was one good. joke. That was oh, good. my goodness. You got it out there. Yeah, Petrified was always on there, too. <laughs> They're still doing it. That's Look. hilarious. Those guys, you know, if you, they got a new album out now. It's like all the old songs. Have you seen it? <laughs> it's like 30 of their old songs. and it's No, he listens to Sandy Patty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard a Sandy Patty song before, yeah. but I can't even tell you. I've even majestic. On listen. Majestic. It's majestic. Okay. Lord, oh Lord, how majestic <laughs> is your name in oh, all yes. the earth. That's like very famous yeah. one okay. by her. Okay. That's of course. She was a little bit higher pitched than I was, yeah. A little. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> uh, all right, so we've got Harbor Life Bible Trivia. Uh, today's the big question. Yep. Or, well, today's the drawing for the big question. Sure. And uh, we got to come up with some good gifts because I got Linda Murray one. Okay. And I had Jack Squat. Nobody Jack had anything. Squat? Nobody had anything to give me to give Who's to her. Who's Jack Squat? <laughs> Well, he was a backup singer for Sandy. <laughs> Sandy Patty. He sang with Sandy Patty for a while, yeah. You see what I have on? Oh, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Well, do we have any more of those hats? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> so we, don't, we don't have any more what hats. Can we, what can we do? What can we do? I think we should do a, a nice 
Uh, well, we don't have the cheesecake factory anymore. What was it? The cheese. <laughs> yes, we do. The cheese place right, is, is it open. still open. Yeah, they opened up in a different. Because we area. gave those before. Um, I could donate a um, black walnut spurtle. Ooh, Ooh but that I need is... two. Oh, I have to have Why two. Well, because Linda Murray never got one yet. Because I told her I'm I'm waiting to money bags got back from. So Deer you have Camp. an IOU gift out? Yeah, because <laughs> I I don't have a budget. He's the budget. <laughs> okay, so um, well, according to Mike Britton, he's. Pastor pocketbook. Pastor pocketbook. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I can I can donate two things. Yeah. All right. So there we go. So Linda Murray will get one. Okay. And then whoever we draw today. Oh, uh-huh. well, let's draw. Let's we'll do get it. One. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited that they're going to pass your game. Now, you want, now do, do we have to do the results Mr. from last yeah. week's trivia question? Oh, let's first? do that first. Let's let's do a because I have to yeah. do like a little story behind this. Okay. One. Let's do the okay. let's do the results from last week. Okay. So the question last week was what was the name of the innkeeper. And right. the name of his establishment, right? Those right. are the and and that was a trick question. It was right. a double. It was a double trick question, uh, because there's no innkeeper even mentioned, right, in the Bible. It just says there was no room for them in the inn, so people assume that there's an innkeeper, right, that told everyone no, get away, right, right. So that's the trick question. The assumption, but but yeah, here we go. My wife, yeah, Lisa Kay, yeah, researched it. Here we go, and in Matthew chapter one. Joseph, Jesus' stepdad, yeah. his dad's name was Jacob. Yeah. And because they probably went to stay at family's house, yeah. it would be Jacob was the innkeeper. Okay, here we go. And Jacob's hotel was the name of the establishment. And you think he's still alive at that point? Um, Grandpa Jacob. It doesn't matter. When your wife tells you yeah, she did that right. much work into You're just going to go for it. She's the winner. Yeah. Okay, she right. got it right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Agree. <laughs> what did she get? Yay, Lisa K. Yeah. <laughs> she got a black walnut bowl that I made for her. Yay, Lisa K. Yay. Yeah, I'm just proud of her because she, she did her she, work. That's a good thinking. Yep, I think that's a good it. line of thinking there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I think he really upped the ante on that question this last time, so I'm okay. impressed. Well, okay. Alex confused. likes to give a lot of clues. I didn't. And I'm like, stop giving clues. I didn't you give make clues this on this one. I didn't give that many clues. So you guys know we do the three weeks of Advent at my house for you know the season with my grandkids yeah. come over, and I always throw out one trick question per yeah. session, uh-huh. right? You know, like, what chapter do you find the little drummer boy? Right. You know, that, that's kind of stuck. They, you know, they're they're all like, scratching um, their head. Hmm. And yeah. yeah, where's that at? <laughs> uh, well, in... Uh, and the Mormon Bible might be in there. How about know. this one? This is one for you, Pastor Amy. Oh, boy. Okay. You, you, you have the Bible, uh, you know, the nativity story found in Luke and Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the two two places. So you have a 50-50 chance of getting this, right? You know? Okay. So which one uh, Which one says that Mary rode on a donkey? Oh, oh. neither. Neither of them, right? No. And there's no There's no. no reference to her riding on a donkey. We just Not at add all. that into the story. That yes. was in the movie Star. We just, just okay. again, assume. Yep. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun putting a little list of these kind of things together. That was in the movie The Star. I'm just saying. Okay. I don't know it's if that's historically accurate. It's in every journey accurate. that we visit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah no. Well, you see it on the, well, she did on the nativity nine, scene. 90 miles, so you got to assume she probably didn't walk it. Yeah. I don't know. Unless maybe. <laughs> I mean, what? He carried her? I hey. don't know. <laughs> you never know. Joseph okay. was a man. But it's not in there. Mm-hmm. He was a carpenter. I'm glad I got that one right. Good, Good job. job. Well, at least we know that. All that schooling went to good use. Yeah, have have Pastor Amy draw the winner for the month. Okay, here we go. Whoop. And oh. they're going to get something from the workshop, right? Oh, those are empties. Yeah. Pastor Gary's workshop. I Pastor like Gary's stuff workshop. that comes out of his workshop, Him so and his it'll be good. Elves, his little sweatshop of elves. <laughs> He's the sweatshop. <laughs> There's a little truth behind that, too. <laughs> 
Get over I've here. I paid a couple of couple of junior high men to come work at my place. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. We gotta get the drum. I don't even know what that says. Alan Kerbutsky. Oh, <laughs> writing is amazing. Alan Kerbutsky. Yay, Alan. Alan. Alan, you win. Yeah. You're going to win something really cool. I know you are. You're going to win an awesome bowl. That's what you're going to win. Or something. Or yeah. what? <laughs> or something. You're going to win an awesome something. something. Yeah, something. Out of the wood shop. It's going to be good. Have you started making like wooden toys yet? Yeah. Like for sure. Santa's workshop kind of thing. You oh, know. You've never seen my trucks? No. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually I'm proud of seen your trucks. Yeah, I've, I've only seen butter knives, security boards, and bowls. I've had full, and spoons. Full and spoons. On 1952 Chevy trucks, uh, flatbed what? trucks, uh, crane trucks. Really? What? Uh, tractor, uh, wagon for pulling logs. What? It's like Santa's workshop. I made them all. I haven't seen those, but yeah. Well, you know what? Um, bad news for our listeners. We're not going to give a question today because we're not going to be here for Christmas. Okay, so we're, we're taking the week off. We're taking you're, the week so off. So they don't have two weeks to deal with it. No, because I don't give them that long. Because you know they're going to email me on Christmas break, and I'm not going to. Well, respond. congratulations, Alan. Yeah, so Good Alan job, got Alan. it, and uh, so we'll come back after the Christmas holidays because we're all. And of course, Alan's the guy that found our season one. Yeah, he did, and uh, oh, returned nice. it to us so that we could get season one. <laughs> he was one, one of the five thousand download people. Yeah, oh. he downloaded every, every episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's amazing. He's like an Uber listener. Wow. You've got Joe Tath and then Alan. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Joe Tath was like our first listener. Well, Joe didn't download. No, but he didn't. But he's our first listener. He was the first. Oh, he one. was the first. Yeah, he was one of the first one that started listening to the podcast. And then Alan is down here next to him. Huh. Yeah. Because of that. Interesting. Well, we got a plaque on the wall somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan K. Thank you for downloading our history. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take an ID break, and we'll be right back with uh, Bible Talk. You just jumped into a whole hornet's nest of awesomeness. I'm just saying right now. You better get yourself ready because we got more stuff for you on the more podcast. Louise. Louise. Come on. Get over here because we're getting ready for the more podcast. The, the only thing that would make that better, yeah. okay, um, I go to deer camp every year. We watch deer hunting videos, yeah. and there's one particular one where uh, they're from the south like that, and they um, they call acorns acorns. Acorns, <laughs> acorns. If you could throw the word acorn in there for me, yeah. that I would just take it to the next level. Acorn, and acorn. Uh, and then see if you can get someone to spell it for you, uh, <laughs> just in case. That's I'll awesome. get our redneck listeners together, yeah. and we'll see what comes. You know, the other Some one is- deer over there eating them acorns. <laughs> acorns. <laughs> All Ewans over there. We learned that in Indiana. Ewans. 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 Yeah. We have Indiana listeners. Okay. I know. But I've learned I learned so much from Indiana. Ewans. You all. Is that all y'all? That's oh, yeah. further south, right? Like, yeah, we're yeah. like by below, the Kentucky border. Yeah, below Indianapolis. We're like okay. bluegrass yeah. country down there. Okay. That's where you wins, all y'all, and what was the other one? You all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Well, for Bible Talk today, we uh, looked at the comparison between the shepherds and Bethlehem. What was the difference between the two groups that were introduced to the birth of Christ? And how did they respond? What was the difference? And uh, so Pastor Gary, he dug into this and really got us thinking about the two different aspects, two different 
uh, ways of looking at the same same story. And um, it actually was pretty neat to uh, to think about it because I, I had never thought of it that way before. But uh, Pastor Gary, uh, give us a you know hindsight or the the uh, insight into those two two ideas that started out the well, message. Th- this is actually kind of uh, transpired by accident. I didn't really go into the series thinking about contrasting. Uh, you know, two different groups of people or two different people from the story. But, you know, each of the stories in the account, um, there's somebody that's been coupled to them. And I think, you know, the inspiration and the wisdom of God and the writers, they um, they set it up beautifully to be able mm-hmm. to see, you know, you know, Herod and the wise men. And now we have Bethlehem, the residents of Bethlehem and the shepherds. And, of course, they all go together. And uh, so it makes the contrast very, very easy to do yeah. uh, and a lot of fun. Um, I think that... Uh, the, the people of Bethlehem, um, we had a lot of fun kind of talking about the backstory, what was going on in their lives to cause them to uh, miss out on this 400-year-plus-old prophecy mm-hmm. um, that they were going to have the Messiah born there and that they just were at sleep at the wheel. Right? Yeah. And it was because um, of the census. And mm-hmm. um, the census caused people to be um, you know, uh, displaced and moving and coming in with all of the challenges that come along with that. And the, the, the focus is very, very, very narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about me and my problems, and I don't have time to be worried about, you know, somebody, some kid born out in the back shack somewhere. Right. And I think that really helped us kind of get a feel and a sense of the challenge uh, that the people of Bethlehem were experiencing at that particular time. And, um, and of course, the shepherds are out there in the mm-hmm. fields taking care of, you know, those sheep, and, you know, th- they really have... Uh, a little more, a little less focus on themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because they're nomads by by trade. Yeah. Uh, and so when the angels show up and say, "Hey, you guys, got to go in town and check this out," uh, they were ready to respond. Oh. And um, and then the other thought that we added in is the fact that the people at Bethlehem, once you kind of get your problems kind of sorted, then there's a tendency for us to kind of cuddle in and tuck in and snuggle down for the night and kind of go sleep at the wheel. Yeah. So that was kind of the I fun really and, the, and the contrast of that, those two stories. Yeah, I think it's interesting uh, how you did highlight the fact that, you know, as Jesus is being born, he's born in a time of a census, so everybody's thinking about census and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of snuck in under the wire, in a sense, kind of just mm-hmm. was brought into the world. Um, do you think that was intentional by God? I do think that, uh, you know, the Lord, in his wisdom, gives us an opportunity. I, I think about this a lot because even during the series, we talked about the angels and their help and interaction with us. God could just take care of it all with just a, a thought, mm-hmm. right? A word spoken. But instead, he always uses people. And um, I think that this gives an opportunity for people to um, to break away from their own problems and be able to focus on the things of God. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he, he probably did it on purpose in a way that gives them an opportunity, whether they pass or fail the, the experiences, you know, on an individual basis. Yeah. I'm sure there were a couple people that went over to sneak it peek at the new baby right yeah but for the most part uh we said we said this and i and i think this is a, a good study um thing what's written mm-hmm. all right and then what is not written yeah and the not written part is the fact that people at bethlehem went to you know get a ticket stand in line to see the new baby nobody did that right yeah they just kind of basically ignored the whole experience and i, I think that was uh it's so neat um when we think about how jesus comes into the world he doesn't come into it with flashy you know, other than the star, mm-hmm. that was very specific to the Magi. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the shepherds were with the angels, but they, you know, they did 
it wasn't that big of a you know thing. Not everybody in the world's like, oh, let's let's see what's going on with the shepherds. So it seems like there's a lot of that going on. And then you know, not right after we find out them going to Egypt and coming back, then all of a sudden you know Jesus is silent for you know twelve years. Right. And then next thing we see him pop up in the temple. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting how that whole thing transpired. And of course there's a lot of speculation. And, and if you've ever heard of any of these other books, like mm-hmm. the book of Mary and this, those are not real books. Mm-hmm. Those are Gnostic works. So don't, don't even begin to start reading those things sure. because apparently Jesus had a, a friend called Buford, um, which is not a very, very Hebrew or, or Greek name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's in there. Uh, so it's just interesting how Jesus comes into the world. But I, for what I, what I was thinking about is you're saying that it seems to be his way of doing it all the time because after he started his ministry, he wanted people to be quiet about what he was doing. And it just seems to be a trend. Yeah. You know, like Jesus comes into the world quiet. He ministers in quietness. He doesn't want everybody to know, you know, of course it gets, the word gets out, but he always, you see him saying it, don't go tell other people just isn't, you know, pastor Amy jump in here at any moment. Isn't it kind of amazing how, um, you know, the things of God are almost always the opposite of what, the wise people would do mm-hmm. right yeah and he wants to confound the wise by the simplicity mm-hmm. of his message and the simplicity in which he came um you know we had that little quote we used you know when you least expect it expect it mm-hmm. expect the unexpected right yeah and i think that's kind of the a little bit of the way to describe this entry into the world yeah you know he comes into a stable he comes into a poor you know young family it doesn't come through royalty you know it's just kind of the opposite of the way we would always do it yeah we would do lots of fanfare and confetti yeah i think it's interesting too that he takes people that the shepherds who are simple Mm -hmm. they're standing out in a field Mm -hmm. you know and and they show up and he takes the magi or the wise men that we call them who are very intelligent people and even look like they have you know probably some money i mean the gifts that they bring Mm -hmm. are you know, so it's it's people from different walks of life that are literally walk. That's a little pun there, but yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, different walks of life that are coming to see him, right? And he brings that together. Right? Yeah, he brings it together when he um, is born, and and they come, and and so it doesn't matter if you're poor, rich, a huge um, person in the government, or whatever. Like, it's just all different people from all different walks of life that have come to see him yeah i i like i like how you take that yeah you take that in that that way because i mean really um it seems like i said it seems to be a trend though jesus is that he always goes after those people that are not the um echelon of the of the population i mean the pharisees were rejected by jesus he didn't want to deal with them and they would have known the most about scripture and he goes after the apostles that had nothing to do with it other than they had a brief you know introduction to scripture in the synagogue um, as they're getting ready to, you know, become men. Um, but none of them continued on their education. So they, they basically just went through the basics of school and then went into the business of fishing or whatever it was. But it just seems like that's, that's this trend all over through scripture. And it's like, um, when we were talking about on Sunday, I was like, man, that is really interesting how all these pieces are coming together. You get a very, um, very insightful look into what, what Jesus is about. He's basically proclaiming what his ministry is going to be, even from the very beginning. It's just always been the same. Mm-hmm. I, I, with the start of the, the sermon from last weekend, 
we didn't have our normal bumper and I couldn't kind of like coast my way into it. Yeah. I missed this passage of scripture from uh, John chapter one. Jesus came into the very world that he created, mm-hmm. but uh, the world didn't recognize him mm-hmm. and he even came to his own people and they rejected him. Yeah. And uh, so that's. Bam. Drop the mic on that there one. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, would you say that that was the case from the very beginning? It seems like. Nobody recognized who he was. They didn't really treat him as though he was a king. You you know, you've got to think that somebody knew mm-hmm. that Joseph was connected to the kingly line. And if we go back far enough, Mary actually has connection to David's kingly line as well. Correct. So um, you would think at some point somebody would be like, you know, hey, Joseph and Mary just birthed a king into the world. I mean, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't treated that well, way at all. Even the Magi knew that because they brought, when, they, yeah. when they brought these gifts... Yeah. to him they knew that i mean they brought expensive gifts to him and then they bowed and worshiped him they were um people that were stargazing mm-hmm. and looking at at the stars for their answers and everything like that and they literally fell and worshiped him and bowed to him yeah and so they knew that they knew that when they were on their journey yeah. to come and see him that he was the king i looked up what the usual gifts would be if uh you had a, a birth of a child uh it was pretty much a custom for people to bring food items okay. to the family. Mm-hmm. And if you're well off, sometimes they would give you a parcel of their property for a year to use oh. to get your feet on the ground and get moving forward. Okay. So that would have been a normal possibility of a gift. So you compare that to what Jesus actually got, which you just mentioned, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> There's a big difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, what they would have given is, in a sense, practical gifts that would have helped the family get started as opposed to kingly gifts but you mentioned last week that those gifts probably funded them going to Egypt, you know, right. doing what they needed to do. Cause well, it could be some of the foretelling, too, of what was going to happen in the future with him dying and stuff, too, because frankincense sure. and myrrh was used in funeral, used in, you yep. know, funeral and stuff. I mean, I don't know. That's just my own take on it. But, you know, like Pastor Gary said, too, it could potentially have helped pay. For it. They were very, very expensive, probably yeah. the most expensive oils around. And um, but, yeah, it 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 is used for bodies and um, yeah. so there's other special things that have to do with those gifts than just like bringing gold frankincense and there's a lot of similarities here i mean if you think about it right mm-hmm. they wrapped them in in cloth right uh which is interesting strips because of you cloth. strips of cloth and you go into the new <laughs> testament when he's pulled off the cross yep. he's wrapped yeah in strips of cloth to be buried yep and and the rich man's tomb I just think there's a lot of similarities, connections here mm-hmm. of him coming in and, and his exit, mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. I actually don't think I've ever heard a message, but that might be my big takeaway this Christmas season. Because, you know, every time you read the Word, there's always new things that you learn. And every passage you read, it's it's new. You could have read through the Bible hundreds of times, but yet there's still stuff that in there that you yeah. that you're like, oh, wow. So this might be my big takeaway for Christmas this year is that the similarity between his um, death and resurrection mm-hmm. with his birth. And, you know, I always think when, you know, when it comes around this time, I always think about his birth and I think about his his death coming and why he really came to earth um, and to be resurrected and to live inside our hearts. But I've never really compared it this way. And mm-hmm. so that might be my takeaway this year is... Um, That's pretty cool. You know, yeah. that kind of a thing. Because there is a lot of similarities. And I don't think I've heard any messages on that, actually. I've mm. never preached a sermon on that. Well, you you heard it here mm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot, though, there Yeah, to unpack. So the shepherds. 
there they are in the field. Yep. Doing their thing. Keeping watch. Keeping watch over their flocks by, by night. night. <laughs> Sounds like the Charlie Brown Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think they had to be introduced to the birth of Christ with angels? I mean, this, why couldn't just uh, somebody said, hey, check this out. Okay, so you're, let me understand your question a little bit better. Yeah. So why were the shepherds chosen by the angels or yeah, why did why did they get the the you know the gold plated edition of you know the whole thing? Why that, that's always I've always wondered about that. Why didn't somebody just run up and say, "Hey, man, Jesus they could have sent anybody." Right. What was why do you think God made such a big display? It's been um, it's been a few year, years. I've been having a conversation with uh, different folks about the status of uh, shepherds uh, in society mm-hmm. at that particular time. Um, and I did the whole research on it, even again this year. Um, there's one writing from like 1890-something. Some guy said that the shepherds were pretty lowly on the on the strata. Mm-hmm. And um, and then from that one statement, we get this idea that they were stupid, dirty, filthy, yeah. um, couldn't be trusted. Um, that It's a pretty far stretch from this yeah. little quote that was given. Um, it was really fun this year to, to be able to point out the fact that these were um, priests they were employed by the priests to mm-hmm. watch over the priest uh, sheep and lambs for the sacrifices in the temple. This is the only flock that's allowed inside of kind of like um, the border, the, the area of yeah. Israel that wasn't wilderness considered yeah. wilderness. Um, and so that was fun to be able to bring that out. And yeah. I think that God knew that this is the lamb of God, mm. right. To take away the sins of the world. Yeah. And so you're going to want to have shepherds be involved to help us uh, unpack this because, you know, God's working at, so many different levels yeah. and layers. There and again is, a, is another comparison. Literally, the Lamb of God. Yep. Yeah, that I like that comparison that you made on Sunday. That was good. Mm-hmm. When I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. That that is a really interesting connection mm-hmm. that we don't often talk about during the Christmas story." Right. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's a part of the just probably a part of the reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a whole another. There's a whole other tradition that I, I didn't feel I had time to be able to go into, mm-hmm. but um, you know these. You know the location of Jesus' birth. We, you and I talked about mm-hmm. it, and, and um, the fact that he probably wasn't born in a cave out back. Right, right. Yeah. He was he was born probably in the lower level of a house that was connected to his family. Yeah, but that is where the animals were at. Yeah, um, and so um, there is this bigger tradition that this tower that I made mention of that I read from Micah. Mm-hmm. Um, that tower um, is a place that they kept the lambs that were born mm-hmm. with the priest's flock. The lambs, the baby lambs, were put in that to protect them. To protect them, yeah. So, kind of a fun, really mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. a stretch. Yeah, you know, you can't say this is 100 percent biblically mm-hmm. accurate, but it is a fun tradition to be able to look at. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, you, when you over, went over to Israel, like we did, and you see the Nativity Church, and you go there, yeah. and yeah. you're like, and this silver spot is where yes. Jesus it's actually gold. dropped. It's yeah. gold. Is it gold? It's a gold star. Oh, I thought it was silver. Uh-uh. But I, I, it's, it's very a, ornate. It's a now. small little hole, and they're like, "This is where Jesus dropped." Right well, here. remember, you yeah. went into that. You went into that, uh, you know, church. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you walked to the front, and then you went under the mm-hmm. under the altar. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you went down those steps. It was and like, then, yep. and then you went down into that cave, and then yep. you saw the star that's embedded yeah. into the rock. Right, right, and then and then there was like a mantle built over. It, it yep. almost looks like he was born in a fireplace. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, underneath the stage. <laughs> yep. And um, do you know that when that star was stolen, uh, it, the, a giant war broke out to get that star back to be able to put it back where it was at. Really? Yeah. And so. again, that is owned by the Catholics. Yep. So you know. Yeah. And remember the stuff that's hanging all from the ceiling too as you walk down, it's like 
gold candles and everything is hanging. Well, there's like very 11, there's like 11 ornamental. churches represented in that one church, though. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. ornamental. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very do remember, interesting. Do you remember the doorway to get into that church? Yes, I yeah. have. It's like been super low, so low. It's yeah. a humility door. Door. Yeah, it's a humility door. But also, it was put in place because people used to ride their horses into the building. Oh, really? And oh they my. put that in there so they had to get off the horse and to duck get down in to it. get in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> talk about some of the <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Know, distracting things that happen in a church service. The horse and if you want to know what we're talking about, you can look up the Nativity Church in Bethlehem. Yeah, which and see I'll, pictures, be, I'll be on record saying I don't think it would happen there. Mm. Oh, I got it there. Yeah. I know. I'm I, fighting I, against years and years of Catholic history, but. I know. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was not, he was not born in a bat cave, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Well, it certainly didn't look like that. Wasn't it, wasn't it? Constantine's mom was in charge. She's of going, the one, yeah. She would go over there and to, yeah. to find the places, and she's got tired of riding around. <laughs> she just let's, let's move it a little bit closer. Right. Kind of tired of riding on this thing. She just made stuff up. That's the person. Was problem. it a donkey? Right. <laughs> she's the one that probably came up. It was the same thing with the cross. I mean, she said, you know, we get the old rugged cross song, and they're mm-hmm. like, it's on a hill far away. Yeah. Um, no, because a lot of people in the Jewish that lived there. Yeah, it's it like was it's not a bus far stop away. Now. This is where it was at because yeah. they they found the they Roman it, holes right and, and right outside the gate because they right. did it right yes. where it's going to have the most traffic, right? Not yes. some hill far away. Right. They, they wanted want people you, to see the criminals. Exactly. They, they want you to go. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah and it's still a busy stop today. Yeah, there's only I've I've heard that there's you know there's like four or five locations in Israel that they know a hundred percent this is exactly where that took place. Yeah, the rest of it's kind of ambiguous and a little bit right. you know mm-hmm. convenient. For the pathway. Yeah. Yeah, I think the grave is disputed mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Although I like the grave that they the Catholics have, which is it's nice. Yeah, it is. You walk nice, in, it's got a nice little window, viewing window. You can go around and see. But that's where Jesus di- that's disputed too. Yeah, I know, but still <laughs> you go in there, it's you're like, Yeah, you can look at Jesus. It's one of those things and, and I'm sure we'll do this when we eventually get to go to Israel on one of our tours. You have to kind of because there's a lot of Christians that will go over and they'll be like, Ooh, yep. I'm, I'm yeah. feeling it right now and you're like I just want to let you know this might not be the exact location, right? right? I mean, yeah. so you kind of you don't want to throw a wet blanket on the right. the mood, but at the same time, you don't want to get caught up in the, you know, what I don't even know what the word is, but you don't right, get yeah. caught yeah. up in the hype of of yeah. the location when it well, yeah, probably not. Don't get don't get caught in that. Get caught mm-hmm. in like what happened. Yeah, you know, and and what what it means to bring the Bible alive. Well, they they call it the, the Jesus delusion that people get when they go over there. Okay. They, it's actually a psychological issue where the people get so uh, infatuated with all those things. Oh yeah. yeah. I have a quick story. So quite a few years ago when our kids were like in middle school and Carson was older elementary, we went to Branson, Missouri for a vacation and we went out to see, um, I'm not, I'm not going to get the shepherd of the Hills. I think okay. it was called and it ended up it, it's in Arkansas and it was just like a short drive really from where we were in Branson. And it's a big outdoor theater that they put on this presentation of Jesus's life basically. And it goes, I believe it starts from birth and it goes all the way to his ascension. It was on previously owned by the Mormons. Yeah. And, and it's all outside and you sit out there and they put on this big production. There's some live animals that they walk out and everything and the whole thing. Okay. They get to the, it was, it was really hokey. Okay. okay. Yeah. It was, it was really like cheap and hokey. Okay. Well, Jesus, everything was, everybody was white, you know, yeah. Jesus was white. It was just everybody really, was <laughs> it was, it was a, it was not the great, I don't even know if it's Shepherd of Hills. Don't quote me. It might not have been that one, but. 
Yeah. Anyway, at the very end, right. Jesus ascends into heaven. Oh, my word. All the, the TBN people are like. The entire <laughs> crowd. Like, <laughs> they are crying. They are cheering. Yeah. It's so oh, yeah. Except, like they are living this moment, like it was Jesus Himself incarnate, right? It was Pentecostal heaven, man. I was like, yeah. "What is happening?" I'm looking all around because it was just so crazy that people would do that. And the was guy, it, can, can I ask, was it a was it a good ascension? No, I mean, no. he was got it, halfway it up and then got stuck. He got stuck. It, it was like the ropes, and you could see it all. Like it wasn't. It was like bad. People like, "Oh my okay. gosh, bad cantata." Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think that was the biblical tour that we went on yeah. to where the first stop, it was pouring rain. And my friend and I were like, um, they had a buffet. And so we're like, can we eat all day? Cause we were trying to be super cheap. We were tenting and stuff. We were trying to be super cheap on our uh, vacation. And they're like, I guess we've never been asked that before. And we're like, okay. So we went in and it was like literally cafeteria food. And we're like, like you know, really probably, bad. Cafeteria probably not going to be eating here all day. So we get on the bus cause it's pouring rain to go on the little tour of i guess bethlehem yeah and the first stop is ropes <laughs> that are on the ground kind of like just like a foot off the ground and these plastic grapes that are like randomly like placed and they're like yeah. these are some grapevines that might have been in and that time <laughs> and we're like Okay, yeah. so this is just like the first stop. I'm thinking to myself, it's going to get better. Then the next stop is, I kid you not, tall cement blocks that were probably about half cinder of blocks. me. Yeah. Cinder blocks. Painted fluorescent orange yep. with some of the fluorescent orange yep. coming off of them. They've been there a while. This is where Mary may have cooked. Yeah. What did we get ourselves yeah. into? Is and this is legit. I mean, this is, yes, yeah, this oh, is yeah. a real you place. Paid for, you, we, we paid, paid for to go it. see this. <laughs> yeah. You want to have a good time? Come with the Nortons on a vacation because we <laughs> will take you to some amazing uh, spots. We yeah. do the craziest stuff. But I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was good. I know we're a million miles from Bible talk right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, I took my family on a vacation one time and we had uh, we had to wait 24 hours before we could actually leave. So we're in Owatonna, Minnesota mm -hmm. with uh, my relatives. And we're going to leave the next morning. And uh, so I'm trying to figure out something to do. Yeah. Right? So we went to a... Um, a lily festival, which ended up to be um, not open until the next day. So uh, we walked around to see some lilies, one lily in a vase. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got to, I got to fix this. So then we went to the Owatonna Orphanage Museum. <laughs> no, you the did Orphanage not. Museum. The orphanage. orphanage Museum. Museum. Yeah. Yeah. So we went into this building that oh, used no. to hold all the orphans, and it's just <laughs> pictures, pictures, and pictures, and pictures of. Hundreds and hundreds of orphans. Wow! And um and and my family is like killing. They want to kill me. Yeah. Right? Are you yeah. crying yeah. by the time you leave? So, and we met a survivor. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh! From the orphanage, he uh, he ran away and jumped on a train, and he. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, uh, I'm telling you the truth, boy. That okay, is okay. So the Mendels and the Nortons put together, collaborate, right, and put together. Uh, we will do some kind of a big tour, yes, vacation tour thing. We'll take you on a Mendel Norton tour of whatever. We'll yeah. do the Grand Canyon, but we could come up with some good stuff with there. If Eggshell Land still exists, oh, we don't do even. That. No, it's not. <laughs> Pastor Gary, yes. Let's get back. To let's Jesus. get back to Bible talk. Um. So what what are we talking about next week? Okay. So um. Before I jump into next week, I really feel like I need to uh, repeat this one uh, closing thought. Yeah. And uh, we contrasted the residents of Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. uh, they were distracted by their problems. 
Uh, there was no room for Jesus in their life or in their schedule. Um, when they did finally hear about it, they were they were astonished, blown away yeah. that something like that could happen in right in their own town. Uh, but then they made no response right. to go see him. Of course, the contrast is the shepherds. They're out there busy working their jobs, but they finally get a visitation from the angels. They immediately go and find out for themselves. They want to yeah. see what has happened. They tell everybody after they've seen it. Yeah. And, of course, lastly is they worshiped and praised God, as Pastor Amy just mentioned. So we have two very stark yeah. uh, approaches to this event that has taken place. Um, I felt in my heart like the Lord wanted me to share um, what does it look like when you discover Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. um, and he meets you right where you are, there is a transformation that begins to take place inside of your life. Number one, your focus is off yourself and onto him. Yeah. Um, there's a conviction and repentance from the things that you have been doing. You turn from those things. Okay. Uh, you have a passion for prayer. Mm-hmm. You develop a hunger for God's word, a burden for other people to know what you've discovered, mm-hmm. uh, an involvement in church and ministry. You know, you want to get involved in what God's doing. Yeah. Uh, li- you start living the Holy Spirit power, which it means all of the gifts available to you. And then finally have fellowship with other believers. I really felt like that was a very good comprehensive list of, of, of the transformation that begins to take place in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and I said, um, and this was my big thought, right? If I just went through that list and inside your mind, you're like, oh my goodness, I got to have to do more stuff. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. adding more to your plate. Then you haven't discovered what right. the shepherds discovered. Yeah. And that. That's a good point. It was a really, it was a heavy one, right? But I felt like it was really, really pointed um, to us giving our lives over to Jesus. And then these things are a result of that. You don't have to do them. You want to do them, right? You don't have right. to do them. You get to do them. And uh, so I really felt like that was an important uh, I think it was ending good. point yeah. for that particular talk. For sure. And um, we'll see what God, what God does with that, of course. But uh, where am I going this next weekend? We, are, we, we get to do two sermons on uh, Sunday because Sunday is Christmas Eve, which can be, it can kind of throw people off a little bit uh, because you have Christmas Eve is actually all day long. It's not just Christmas evening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so we'll have the morning service at 10 o'clock, one service in the morning on Christmas Eve day. And then Christmas Eve evening, we're going to have the two services. Um, and so in the morning, we're going to talk about uh, Christmas according to Joseph. Okay. Yep. And um, I think that this message has been done, but he's kind of the um, overlooked and forgotten character of the entire story. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll mention him a couple times at the beginning, but then he's off the radar. Yeah. Well, I want to go a little bit further. I want to dig in a little bit and even kind of look at um, the pattern that you see in his life um, and how it probably was um, a result of the decisions he made to obey the Lord and have Jesus as his son. That'll be good. It, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's really, going to be good. really good. Yeah. And then the evening service, we're going to do Christmas according to Mary. And I mm-hmm. have um, had Pastor Ted resurrect the Mary Did You Know song. Oh, because that'll no be, way. yeah, that'll be the big idea is Mary, um, she, you, you can't know what your kids are going to turn out like, right? Yeah, right. Here no. you are. I mean, I know you love your kids so much. And yeah, you, you have one in the know. Navy and one now overseas in missions. You probably didn't see that happening in, no. from at the time of their birth. Right. And so that'll be the big idea. And I think nice. it's kind of a, it'll be a good one. Um, maybe a little predictable, but it'll Mary be a good one. Nice. Who's singing it? I have no idea. I, don't, I think maybe Neil Britton. Oh, good. Nice. Mary did Not you. No, I'm not singing it. Not your baby boy. That'll be good, though. Yeah. I like that song. That song, when it first came out, made me tear up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's seriously an emotional song. Yeah. 
I will tell you, I will tell you on the Joseph one, I've got about three, I would say three surprise um, things that you might not know about Joseph. Oh, good. Yeah. I love a good surprise. And then it'd be Joseph, did you know? No, no, no. no. Can't do it? No. It's not going to be Joseph. All right. Well, uh, so that's it. Thank you, uh, Pastor Amy, for yes, thank you, Pastor Amy, being up here. Keeping Thanks us for on, having me. Keeping us on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that, Pastor Gary. Have a good weekend. Uh, we'll, I'll probably see you at some point. <laughs> I yeah. would hope so. Yeah. We'll see everyone on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I mean, usually when we break from the podcast. You know, we all go our separate ways, and then we kind of it's called work. Yeah. It's called work. It's yeah. work. Yeah, work. I know. <laughs> Well, everybody in podcast world thinks that we just like live in the studio. Right. Yeah. But this is what we live for. This is it. We'll break that bubble for them right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. We'll see a Christmas Eve service. Uh, the Christmas times again everyone. are what again? Uh, in Christmas. the morning at 10 o'clock, in the evening, 6 and 7.30. There you go. And you said Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, we want to throw a Happy Hanukkah, maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. To our Jewish brothers and sisters out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to you later. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now.